0: What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative, and I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I love collecting sports cards. I love talking into a microphone about collecting sports cards. It's one big thing that is always just going and going and going, and I got my man on the podcast coming back after a long hiatus, my man. Paul Wardle, you know him on the IG at Wardle Combat. I saw an IG live of him last week. Shout out Mad Mike, uh, Joe Montana 16 collector. He's hosting these lives. They're great. But I saw Paul and he was talking about Gretzky and his collecting. And I thought, you know what? Like he is a guy who collects in a lot of different lanes. And I want to learn about what is a benefit that he has as a baseball collector that then he puts into his hockey collecting that he then goes and puts into his football collecting. So we're going to get into all of that. It's going to be a fun one. I promise. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons, do all the things, will you? Most importantly, tell a damn friend you're enjoying this Tacking Slabs podcast, would you? Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. Wordle Combat. What's up, everybody? Um, I'm pumped for this. Uh, got my man, Paul at World Combat, back on the pod. And I don't even know if I told him this is the reason. Maybe I did. But um, I was watching uh, Joe Montana 16 Collectors live with him last week, which if you're not already, check out Mike's IG lives. They're awesome. And I just like sat there and Paul was sharing his Gretzky collection. And I don't collect hockey, but Uh, I've always been a big fan of just learning from people and thinking about how that can translate into other lanes. And I know Paul collects a lot of different things. So we're going to talk about those lanes, how they intertwine, what he learned from each of those segments and go through some of his collecting. Uh, But Paul, we
1: had a little chance to chat a little bit. Welcome back. How are you, man? I'm doing amazing. And thanks for having me. Um, It's always a pleasure talking with you. And and, uh, you know, in any capacity. So thanks for having me for sure. I want, I
0: have your Instagram page up uh, right now in the corner of my eye. And I was looking at like your last, like non-pinned non-pin- uh, cards and this one, I didn't, re- I-, I was like, I didn't know he had this, but then I looked and I had liked it already. But, <laughs> it- and the reason I want to talk about this card, maybe out of the gates is because I was just on Austin another fellow Manning, Brothers podcast, and he was. We were talking about favorite cards, and I brought up the Peyton Manning version of this card. But you own a 2002 finest X Fractor Tom Brady, which there's only 20 copies. I love this parallel. Talk, and you've got the goat in this parallel. Maybe I would love to, like, because I feel like it's just me expressing this a lot about how much I love this, but like, talk about this card and like why you got it, how you got it, and why you love it.
1: Yeah. And I really do love this card. And I really wasn't in hot pursuit of it, to be totally honest. Another collector was uh, really wanting a card I had. It was another Tom Brady. It was Essential Credentials to 19. And, uh, you know, they were just
0: for years
1: like, hey, like, I'm really interested in this card. I was like, it's not for sale. It's not for sale. And, you know, he kind of sold me on that card, which was an easy sale and, and sweetened up the pot. And we just traded I mean, it was basically a straight up trade. and when I got it i I took it out. I tried to keep it out of the sun because the finest can green and it it's got good color. but I've just enjoyed that card so much i I kept it on my desk and then I like put it away when the sun comes out and I put it back <laughs> and I like hide it there and put it, you know what I mean? but like I took that card out so many times and and just twirled it and just like, I don't know, that frolicked with it and everything. It was so magical i don't know it really was it's a great card man
0: uh, yeah i feel like the o2 uh finest there's we always talk about the different years we like and i feel like oh six gets a lot of recognition which i love oh six but oh two i don't know man like yeah. th- there's something about the limited parallels there's something about x Fractor
1: first year the design they're just cool
0: cards. Yeah,
1: it was a really tough decision for me actually because Credentials is my favorite set ever, and even though you know 2004, it could have been better. I like the design and football especially. I think they're fantastic, but I really wish they did that across all sports. the The thing that I was a little had a little reservations about with the X Factor. I was thinking, well, is it just another X Factor? And I've seen this design on other ones. So this had this is in 2001 Bowman Chrome. And and it has, there's a couple other parallels, I call it kind of like a pixelated uh, refractor, but it is the only Tom Brady specific one. And it being 2002 meant a lot as well. So I didn't want it to fall into some bucket where there's thousands of Tom Brady X-fractors. That's what I was thinking. But there's only under a hundred credentials or it, it, so he has a, let's see, 25, a 19 and like a 45 Tom Brady. So there's much less credentials as a whole, by far the next factor. So I did struggle with it for a while, but I'm glad I made the move. I have another credentials to to forty seven or whatever it is, and that that satisfies my uh, credentials uh, craving. So I,
0: I want to get like dig in a little deeper to what you were just talking about, and I think this is important. But you were just saying like you were evaluating how many of a certain type of parallel exists of a certain player and like kind of pros and cons balancing. And so like how often digging into like collectability and that's probably a big portion of what makes something collectible is enough people are doing these things and their scarcity. How often are you like evaluating that when you're picking up cards? Is it just because this was a bigger trade and you were trying to analyze everything or is that something you typically look at across you know regular purchases?
1: Yeah, I don't think I knew I was looking at it until you just said it. But I think the size of the trade makes you evaluate. I mean, every which way you can. I mean, it, it really was a huge deal for me. Um, but also, it's a fine line to look at it in in those lenses as well. Because you know, when you talk about you like scarcity, but you also like continuity, right? So you want something that has a brand, that has a legacy, something that can be collected through maybe even multi generations, which is nice, but Sometimes there's just something so rare that you you make that you know that move and it, it maybe picked up enough steam or or you just or really you just love it and it is mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, because in a lot of markets, just a cool ass looking card can drive the whole thing. So um, there's a lot to think about in, in any in any way. But I think I think you nailed it with, and that wasn't even going to be my answer. But I think it was the size of the trade. I just I really did. I thought about it a lot and. Uh, I was really attached to the credentials because that's just like one of my goals is all my favorite players. I just want at least one really awesome credentials of. To me, that's like, th- that's that's the grail to me because I just, I love those cards growing up. Uh, they have continuity and rarity. I mean, that's what's even better. That's amazing. Um,
0: so what I want to talk about with you, because I feel like no matter what group of, collectors I'm talking with, like people know who you are, because I feel like you have been doing this for a while, but you collect football aggressively, hockey aggressively, baseball aggressively, like, and so in your, you're deep in each of those areas. So maybe like to kick things off talking about just like the players in the decisioning, like, how do you approach it? How do you go about that? And maybe like with your PC and maybe those segments. And if there's another one I missed, uh, please uh, fill us in, but talk a little bit about like who you're collecting in those areas and why.
1: Yeah. I mean, the beauty of this whole thing is you're always learning, you know what I mean? So, you know, I know, I feel like I put myself out there pretty well. I I like to communicate and I'm, I'm pretty good at answering messages. It might take me a long time to answer, but my response rate, is pretty high, you know what I mean? So I think I, I really communicate a lot. But just asking questions, learning, I, I really don't even feel like I know a ton because I feel like, I don't know, it's 50-50 where someone says, hey, Paul, I have this. Can you help me with this? And I don't feel like I give a confident answer all the time. And I will say, if I don't know, hey, I'm a little more versed in this because I feel like sometimes I go so deep that I'm like, hey, I really only do for this player from 95 to 2005, non-autos, blah, 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 or I'm versed in this player and uh game warm patches, you know what I mean? So, like, it's hard, like, in each segment, there's mm-hmm. something else to learn, you know what I mean? So I just, it's been a good web, I think, setting up locally, talking, just seeing something you like, just, and then just research. I mean, it's... I love pack odd stuff. Just look at like what the box came in and what was written at the box. I like doing that fun math and you can kind of narrow down print runs and stuff like that. You know, just um, yeah. I mean, I just enjoy it. I don't know. I forgot even the original question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love
0: it. It's like inside the mind of a collector. Um, the So let's talk about like a specific of one of those scenarios where you were like, I collect from these years, non autos of this player, maybe like, give us the, uh, the filter on a specific player and like, who's the player, what's the filter. And then like, what are some of the rabbit holes on those cards that you've gone down and you've, it, it, cause it feels like that's kind of like the process you put into yeah.
1: each player you collect. Well, I think I'm really most versed in Ovechkin at this point, even though I haven't been collecting him necessarily the longest. I think Peyton Manning and Pujols are probably my two longest collections. And, well, Peyton Manning, I don't know. I'm really reaching out on that, too. Um, it just takes time. I, I really do. I just I just don't jump into things. That doesn't mean, you know, if you think something's a really good deal, maybe just pick it up too. take mm-hmm. a chance, you know? So like I do take some chances when I jump into something new Um and I just listen. So like, I don't know, Ovechkin, I really started off with just as rookies and that's what I fell in love with. And that's how I was at first for anything. But then when I really got into them after they won the cup, I just started to thankfully hockey has the rights to upper deck. And this helped me a lot because they had a lot of, retro parallels that I was familiar with from the nineties. So that helped hockey collecting big time for me. So because that's what's available, that's kind of what I like really attacked. So like the rare, like, I don't know but they make original credentials too, like original design. They're not all throwbacks or retros and stuff. But I saw those, I got those like as soon as I could. And then the PMGs. so like if I go into a space Usually I'm looking for like the top card be like all right what's the ceiling you know what I mean so like just seeing and kind of comping a ceiling and then also just looking at things in between looking at other players how you think you can pair other players look at their ceiling look at their floor now the ceiling the ceiling itself can be really I don't know like there's some you look up some hall of famers in the last 90 days on on eBay the most expensive card that sold of that person was maybe 150 to $300, all right? The, it
0: happens all the time, right? But you
1: know, when you see this badass card that you're like, I mean, that's worth more than, I mean, that's got to be a $500 card, $600 card. So sometimes a ceiling, the comps can can help you because people just were like, well, you know, if this is the highest card ever in 90 days, then, then that. But they can also like mess with your head a little bit. And sometimes say, you don't get that big thing that you thought you should have or something, you know?
0: So uh, I want to talk more about Ovechkin. And So if anyone's out there that is a primary hockey collector listening to this show and you've been around for a while, um, this is the time to shine. We're going to talk a little bit about hockey, which it doesn't happen too often on this podcast. But when we spoke, I think last time, I remember you saying like, when you were talking about like Manning and Pujols and stuff, you were just like, these guys are like some of the best players ever. And when you got into them, it just seemed like, you know, everyone's buying rookie stuff. You're like, I'm just yeah. going to focus on these lanes. And so that made sense. And so you also said something about like, I've always tried to stay out of like my hometown guys because like yeah. you know, it's too much, obviously like that's different with. It's yeah. It's completely changed. So like my thought process is probably like there's an extra layer of passion and drive that goes into collecting a play it does for me a player that like you literally cheer for and want to win the stanley cup talk about like the the point of view you have when you're like focusing in and trying to like navigate ovechkin and bias cards as opposed to like a player who you will really like albert pujos but might not like might not have that same like love like you do a hometown guy talk about
1: a little bit about navigating that it's it's big time and it's new to me. So I am navigating it. I really am. This is, this is new to me. I feel like this is different than any other thing that I've put together. Uh, so it is an extra drive. I mean, like, I was so st- set on just not collecting like DC sports guys because I just, you know, there was a time where we were just a backstory of the family. We were making so little money. Like, and we were just like desperate, basically, like our, our expenses outweighed our, our income, you know what I mean? So I was working extra jobs, putting like selling stuff online, just anything we could really. And when at that point, like Ovechkin, I kind of got into him because he was cheap, he was affordable and the rookies would move. But then like, you know, as I started, time went on. You know, like I was like, you know, now I'm I'm doing well and I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? And I'm collecting and I'm I'm doing everything. And after they won the cup, I was like, wow, like he's an immortal. Everyone on that team is now an immortal. And that's how I feel about the Nationals, too, because I've also I've, I've gone away from it. So now I'm picking up like I love Ryan Zimmerman. And you know what I mean? Anyone on that, anyone on that championship winning team. That's what really ignited the flame and mm-hmm. you know and there was just like at that point there was no ovechkin i didn't love so then i was doing patches uh rookies <laughs> you know rare parallels anything you know what i mean so i'm just like it's ovechkin like I-, I love it you know what i mean so um and there's so many other people that are that passionate about it and like that's it's it's awesome so like locally you know i'm in the dc area i'm 30 minutes away from Chantilly or something like that uh, depends on the traffic, but it's so cool because there's so many like-minded collectors and like the cap scene here is is pretty intense. I mean, they were already, when Ovechkin came to town before that we had Yager, And then before that we had gotten demolished by maybe one of the greatest hockey teams ever, which was the nineties red wings. We got swept. So so there was a foundation. And then in the 80s, we were pretty damn good, too. We had Hall of Famers on our team, like, you know, Mike Gardner and, and uh, Adam Oates came for a while. Like Rod Langway, just awesome dude. So I don't know. i had been going to, to games since I was a kid and like just to see the franchise grow. You know, from maybe an empty stadium where you could hear, you could yell to the guy across the Raptors like, "Yo, what's up, man? Like, go Caps!" You know what I mean? It, like, it, to just it being a rock, like sellout all year. You know what I mean? Like, and and Ovechkin like did that. You know, I mean, of course he's had a great supporting cast, but he's really like, I mean, he just like we drafted him. It was huge. You see the impact that uh, uh, Connor Bedard's having right now. Uh, with Chicago, they sold like $3 million worth of uh, stuff in like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Like, just like that, like season ticket holders just went, (laughs) they were sold out. And that's how it was when Ovechkin came to town, man. Like maybe not like right away, like right when he was drafted like that, that's insane. But like within a year or two, man, like you could just see the stuff going up. Um, And it's cool. Like, I mean, as a consumer, I wish I could go to a cheaper game, but like he made us a marquee, like a, a, a worldwide name, you know what I mean? Literally worldwide, you know what I mean? So it's it's just been awesome. It's been a hello ride. I so, feel like I'm part of the team. <laughs> that's
0: that's the freaking best part. And I think last time you were on, I can't remember if we talked about it or not, but you were in the process of like trying to pay for the card and get the card, but like one of the pin cards you have is the 2012, 2013 prism gold ovechkin uh card which is just uh knowing what i know about him as a player you as a fan that set that parallel like in the very little i know about hockey cards i can just look at that card day like, <laughs> that cards a beast yeah. maybe share like obviously like you described when when you started collecting Ovechkin, like your current situation at your in your home and why you did it because it was affordable, and then eventually you reached this point where you're. I don't want to ask you. I don't Send really it. care. But <laughs> you you've you've spent a lot of money on this card, so maybe like talk a little bit about that process of getting to that level where oh. that card is now in your PC.
1: Brett, that card has it's got a story, dude. I mean, let's hear like, it. Oh my gosh. So I've never I haven't held the card yet. I haven't even touched it. So when I purchased that, I knew it was a it was a giant task, right? And the most money by far I've ever spent. Like I mean, like by by five times or more. You know what I mean? Like it was insane. And I had to get a loan to buy a card. What? What the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? So I sold some big stuff. Can I
0: ask a question about that? Uh-huh. real quick? <laughs> yeah. So, so you just it said that, which you're not the only one who does this. But like to me, like it just it, I say that the the most irrational decisions we make in the hobby typically are the most memorable and my favorite. That's from a personal perspective. But that that just seems like there's a lot of passion behind that. But it seems irrational. Like what what happened? I'm jumping into your story because I just want to know, like, what happened in your mind where you're like, that's acceptable for me to do this because I need
1: this card? Well, the timing was pretty good because I had just looked at all my cards and kind of assessed like, hey, what am I working with here? You know what Uh, I mean? Like, okay, like, if I need to immediately sell, what do I, what can I just get rid of to do this? But it was way harder for me than I thought. I was... I'm becoming more a collector second of the day, dude. Cause like, I mean, I look at stuff and I'm just like, I fall in love with that joint. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I can't. So I I did, I was, I had so much leverage just like in cards that I laid it out. I was like, what would I trade for this card? And it was like, it was almost limitless. It wasn't, but I was like, you know, like, this is just something I need. I already had had some cash built up from some auctions I ran, so I was in a decent position. now, the reason that I haven't held it is because the loan terms were so good that was a that was a reasoning that was a huge reason is because it was like a twelve percent per year, which is which is uh one percent a month, basically There was something like that one percent loan. Those really good loan terms, and I had already paid a chunk, so it was like half. I had half, and then like I just was like, just I was paying an interest charge that was like fifty bucks a month because I paid it down to five grand. Um, so I just paid off the last five grand, in in the in a in a debacle of a of a vault that I will get into a different day on a different line. <laughs> I I don't know if I want to take it there because yeah. the passions are running high. I don't. want Yeah, we I can gotta, table
0: that for next time. <laughs>
1: So that will be in my hand, hopefully, at some point soon. And uh, it was just one of those cards, like, I mean, for Ovechkin, like, you can see I pinned my page. I got a Shield, a 2012 Prism Gold, and a PMG Green. Like, that is, like, the... Trinity. Yeah, that's, like, you made it. You know what I mean? Like, to me, I'm so, like, proud of it. So, like, I mean, dude, these photo shoots drive a lot of what I do, too, right? Like, I mean, I love... The Instagram, I love Instagram. That changed collecting for me big time. So I was on Facebook a lot, and it was like really transactional on Facebook. You don't show off your cars, this nice picture, this and that. I got involved in the Instagram community. I'm in so many group chats. It's crazy. It's awesome. And then like just to display your card in a way and share it and then the knowledge and just like I don't know. It's it's been awesome. It takes a it takes a village. Like I, I called so many people about this card. Like hey, where do I what do you think? Like, how much is it worth? If it is this worth this much, like what's the floor and what's the ceiling? Like either way, it's like, it's a 20 year plan or whatever, or like a lifetime plan. I don't know. You never know what happens. I don't, I don't like to put life on it because <laughs> life happens, but you know what I mean? But like I, I weighed so many things and it was, it was one of the hardest things I did and, and it really, it was extended bidding and I just pressed next bid <laughs> And I was like, that's really what it was, Brad. I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to win. Cause I really (laughs) thought it was going to go a lot higher. I was like, no chance. And I pressed it and it never moved, man.
0: It's that feel. It's that feeling you have where you are overcome with excitement, but it's, there's like this lingering feeling over you that just says, it's like kicks you in your ass. And it's like, you've got some work
1: to do now, pal. Right. And I did, I got right to work. I really did. And like, honestly I could have paid that card off months ago but I just the loan terms were good and I want it like I wanted the cash because I you know I feel like I can leverage cash better so like I was just paying the, it was like 62 bucks a month and they're like as long as you keep it over 5 thousand like and then I, then I was gonna sell stuff there get my 5 thousand and pay it off ship it home but I didn't want to hold it until I fully paid for it I really didn't I, I really didn't I, I want it to like it's gonna be so much sweeter when I get I haven't even held it dude I haven't even when it. does it come? When's it supposed to land? I don't know. I put in the shipping request. I'm not sure when it lands. I have no idea, honestly. So hey, hey,
0: hey, um, auction house that will not be named. Paul needs his um, uh, 2012 gold Ovechkin prism. He just told a story, and maybe we'll mention you if you get Paul your Paul's card.
1: Yeah, um, I'll agree to terms if you hand deliver it. How about that? That's the deal. Hand deliver <laughs> all my cards. And I'll never put the name in my mouth, all right? That's like, let's squash it right here, okay? I can be silenced, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> dude, this hey, is shit. amazing. Uh, so, so oh, man, this just beautiful stuff here. I want to talk about, uh, you just talked about the group chats, like I'm in one with
1: you, the Manning chat, which you're going to the national, right? It's not, but let me tell you, that is like my number one group chat in, in Instagram. Uh, shout out to y'all. And there's there's a top three for sure. And, and they know who they are too. But that chat was like the original, you know what I mean? So like, shout out to y'all, man. I, I am not going to national. We have an Alaska trip planned. Uh, so it kind of sounds out. like fun. I should have really taken advantage to Atlantic City because I'm right there. I know it's a shithole. Apparently. I didn't want to go to Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want it. was So it's like five or six hours and I got family in Philly and stuff. I could have just stayed. I, I regret it so much, man.
0: Alaska will be fun. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some hockey fans there for sure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be wearing my cat stuff. Don't worry. You have to. So, <laughs> so the group chats, different football fans, you got probably a baseball chat. You got a hockey chat. I'm sure you got all, like what I'm curious, like how is collecting in those lanes kind of the same? And then maybe how they're different. Like, I got asked this question from Austin because he was asking about football and wrestling. And I was like, you Mm -mm. know, like, actually, like, I could probably talk about this for a long time. But there's a lot for me in those two lanes. There's a lot of similarities, but there's more differences. Maybe talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about those lanes you collect in and like, what's the same and what's what's different?
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you found more differences, because I think every every lane I cross, I find similarities. And it mm. just, you know what I mean? I I just think at the core of it, it's all this, it's all like similar, at least maybe not the same, of course, but you know, with hockey, I mean, collecting the four major sports, especially, and then I get in, I, I do like wrestling. Um, I've done like even NASCAR and golf and stuff before. So I do, I'll get into something and and I keep some too, like, just cause I enjoy it. But that's what the four major sports I'm probably most versed in, but, uh, hockey, I think it's, <laughs> It's like a mixture, I think, between baseball and basketball, I guess, Mm. if people are familiar with that. So, like, I I wrote down a couple notes. So, like, hockey is unbelievably, it's, it's worldwide. It's an Olympic sport, right? So, Mike from Joe Montana Collector pointed that out. You know, he's like, it's an Olympics, you know. Yeah, duh. That's what, you know what I mean? So, like, that's a great point. So, that really, it's amazing how much, like, exposure you get and shipping you get from different places where you go. Um, I think basketball is a lot like that. Um, and Can I then, ask a question about hockey and just collecting?
0: Um, uh-huh. For me, I'm probably like so many other people listening where it's like everyone who I see from the periphery in hockey and collecting, there's so much passion. And it looks like you got upper deck and everyone's having so much fun. But like, I don't have a team locally in Indianapolis, but and so I don't follow it, but just be a
1: Caps if, fan if you don't have a team. Be a Caps fan, I tell
0: everybody. <laughs> the recruitment starts, but if I'm sitting at home, right, I'm watching play. If I'm watching playoff hockey, I'm all about mm-hmm. that. It's fun. Like what? What is the NHL missing? And like, what it could it could cards help? Like bringing more people like me into the mix because I feel like once you get into the mix, you really love it, and then that helps ignite your collecting.
1: Well, let me just say. So I said it was like basketball with the, the worldwide appeal. And then I think it's more like baseball with a set collecting. I just wanted to finish mm. that thought. Sorry. So there's a lot of set collectors too. So there is a lot of passion. I, I definitely agree with that. Hockey is, is full of passionate collectors from all over the world. I mean, literally. And it's a lot of like Europe and then North America, but it's, it's pretty wild. So, you know, as far as like outreach goes, there's a couple of things I recommend people to do if they want to get into hockey and learn hockey. And just to watch it and enjoy it and to potentially collect it. It's so, to me, it's simple. Play the video game, play NHL. That will, you will learn the rules. You can do your own, you know, you'll learn the flow of the game. You'll, you'll find players you might like to, you know what I mean? Hey, every time I pass this guy, he scores, you know what I mean? Like, that guy's a badass. You know what I mean? Play the video game. Right. Like and then,
0: the FIFA model. Right. With soccer. It's like, yeah, that, exactly. The same thing. When you
1: play FIFA, you're like, Oh, this is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you start watching it, you, you know, and then you're yelling at the TV now <laughs> it's just part of your repertoire. You know what I mean? So, and then go to a game if you can, man, I'm telling you it's the best live sport out of all the four sports. And, and you really fall in love. Cause these, these, these dudes are going like, 20, 30 miles an hour on ice and they are just going balls out. Like, I mean, they're crazy, but as far as like outreach goes, collecting, I think helps big time. I mean, like really, I mean, that drives, they drive each other, you know what I mean? So a local team doing well, gets someone into hockey collecting and then someone hockey collecting gets into a team. You know what I mean? That's why the players I think are having so much more of an impact on our sports. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause you look at like a lot of these people, they're, they're just fans of players. So they'll just go team to team. You know what I mean? I mean, that's cool too. You know what I mean? I kind of do, I really kind of do that with basketball. I know that's like the most common in basketball because they move so much, but you know, you can do that in hockey too. You you find a player you like, latch on, follow the career. You know what I mean? Maybe collect some cards. It's really cool to just like watch and examine just like you would any other sport you love.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, I've never really thought about that. But like uh, just picking a player and having that player be the Trojan horse into your uh, fan- yeah. new fandom into, uh hockey. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about and this is like me trying to get educated and learn. But like, I don't know, upper deck has a like within cards and collect collecting like you always hear from the other sports. Like, I think I actually heard Mike say this during your Gretzky live. He was just like, God, I miss upper deck football. It's like people miss upper deck stuff. Like, and like you hear it all the time. How, like how much does that rule in hockey that you get to like, go out and, uh, you know, still collect upper deck. And I'm guessing there's like an audience around just like fans of upper deck that collect hockey cards too.
1: Oh, big time. Well, it's great, but I mean, this is where variety does help. So like, you know, the PMGs and the credentials and the, and the platinum portraits and, and all these, you know, playmaker theater, you know what I mean? All these awesome designs that you remember in the nineties that were so big. Like I like when they're the, the original designs I do like, I I enjoy that they come out with a new product every year, but like they are, they're starting to water down a little bit and that's where variety would help. But back to the positives, I'll say, I think, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some, things I've heard about hockey collecting specifically. I'll just say, I love it. I don't know. You got exquisite. You got Fleer. You got, um, you don't have Donruss anymore, where um, that was already
0: playoff. My, basically I, I've always been like, for me, what I've always tried to figure out is like the, like some of those, like when I think of like playmakers theater, I think of basketball or, and when I think yeah. about like, Exquisite RPAs. I think about like you know the Le- LeBron rookie like, yeah. year and so yeah. So it's like the those like I'm more I'm 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 interested in if like there's crossover of like people that are just like they love those brands because of
1: basketball. Yeah. And so then they move into hockey yeah, cards. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and you can hear Mike say that on the card. He's like, hey, do they make exquisite? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, they make exquisite. I mean, they don't they they haven't run a, a exquisite centric product they're a lot of times present in other products um like black diamond or something but i was telling him too like Connor mcdavid has an exquisite rookie and then he has an exquisite spectrum to 90 to his jersey number so like i mean that's really easy to jump in if you know like with that time in sports they also have like you know if you collect it like spx or or something like that or, or future watch or something like that if you're really a big fan of exquisite, maybe the cup is for you. That's like a really big equivalent. But if you just feel more in your lane and exquisite, they also have that option. And it's actually a lot of times more affordable because it's not part of like a, a base set or a release. So um, there's there's a lot of things to attach yourself onto that more people are familiar with than they think. You know what I mean? There's a lot of brands when you get into hockey, you're like, okay. The one thing that I will say, like OPG Platinum is is... Awesome. So I, I equate that to tops chrome. Yeah. OPG is like I was going to ask that. Chrome. Yeah. So, like, some of the cards I love the most, and the, the, the color schemes are a lot the same, too, right? So, you have like, we'll start with like the orange checkers is to 25, just like chrome orange in a lot of cases. And then you got the seismic golds, numbered to 50, same in a lot of cases. And then you got the blues that are like, you know, they change sometimes between like 150 and 250 or something but they have all cool designs and and then your super factors really your your um golden treasures and stuff so that's really easy to to kind of compute and and apply so um but i would just say like i'm just looking through my page too looking for ideas i mean you got in hockey with upper deck i mean you got credentials you got platinum portraits you got jambalayas you have everything, you have metal, just all of the metal repertoire there, you know what I mean? So like, there's a lot of stuff you're going to recognize in hockey. And then, then you got to kind of do the, you know, the risk analysis yourself, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to wing it, you know what I mean? And just use what you know and, and just pull the trigger, you know what I mean? So, um, and thankfully to me, it wasn't that hard because the affordability of hockey I think is, better than any sport i mean but i don't think that's because the lack of people i really don't because that you know i i think if you divided my followers on instagram equally like they would probably pretty equally go into every sport i don't really Mm -hmm. think that there's this huge you know what i mean piece of the pie from anybody like i think hockey really holds a big piece of the pie that people like in collecting that people don't realize and I think I noticed that pretty fast. I mean, like, you know, you start getting like, just, you do some hashtags and it's like, follow, follow, follow. And you look at their page, you're like, damn, they got some nice stuff. You know what I mean? And they like, and they reach out and they're, you know what I mean? Like it's just a really good community. Um, I I really enjoy it. I mean, there's so many people I'd love to meet in person. I'm in hockey group chats and just like know people from, I mean, especially my Canadian brothers. I love them to death, man. You know, you're going to deal with a lot of Canadians it's all good, man. Just if you have any reservations, it's it's cool. The shipping department is sometimes sketchy, yeah. but there's ways around it. You know what I mean. So don't 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 put down your Canadian brothers. You know what I mean.
0: No, no, we're we're pro we're pro Canada on the Stacking Slabs podcast. Shout out to all the Canadian listeners. That's we appreciate right. you. Uh, you're getting some hockey chat, so hopefully you're enjoying it. Couple more before we like round this out. You've you collect a lot of different lanes. You, you've got all these group chats. Like, if I were to ask you, and I'm, maybe it's seasonal, like you tell me, but like, where are you spending your most time? Like, what sport, like, how, how, like, you've got, it's a pie, right?
1: Like, yeah. wh- how would you divide it up? Like, what are your chunks? Dude, so this, so this, okay. So maybe I have a bigger problem here now. I just <laughs> thought of this actually. So, like, with prospects and people prospects. There's a time to buy. There's a time to sell. It's very hot. It's cold. It's it's this. It's that. With Hall of Famers, the time to buy is always. Always. So there's no off season. There's no yes. hot. There's no cold. You know what I mean? The piece of pie just changes on what's available. One hundred
0: percent. I. This is a breakthrough moment in
1: this show. <laughs> what a quote! It's 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 why I never have any disposal income because it's um it's always being spent. It's like my wife is like when does it end? I'm like, it never. It's like, if something comes available, I'm gonna get it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you gotta be prepared, you know? <laughs> uh, it's sickening. Like, I think about this
0: a lot. It's like, it's not like you, no matter you buy the biggest card in your collection, it's not like that even, like, say you bought it in the morning and you're just like, all the adrenaline's running off. It's not like in that evening when you get the card time, you're not going to go like thumb through eBay and go through your saved searches. Like, it's not like you're going to no. avoid
1: that. You, we still do that because we're sick. Yeah. Because even if you don't buy it, you talk about it. You go, Hey, you see that you send a link. <laughs> hey, I ain't got it, but one of y'all got it. You know what I mean? Like this is a good buy someone else. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, it's in so many different levels that like we just enjoy it. And then it's just nice to look at. Sometimes you see something you haven't seen in a while you go. Ooh, that's nice. You know what I mean? Like they kind of all have stories and like the longer you do this, you see the same cards floating around and you know where they are and you can check in on them and, you know, kind of know it's, it's, it's valuable. It's valuable knowledge, man. So like, I just hope, you know, I really think it's, it's going strong and, and people are sticking with it through thick and thin really. I mean, I get the kids involved as much as I can. I have, so I coached soccer i coach basketball and then i go to like the local sports teams i put together these little packs and i just set them out on the front counter or in the concession stand i just say free and just walk away and then just you know i try to do like hits in them but like dude i my biggest clientele i would say for these free cards are my cousins uh my cousin coaches a travel team for his son so i give it to him they travel everywhere they're crazy good And dude, they freak out like I had like kids will cry because they're so happy like you know what I mean like because they got an autograph or like they that's their favorite player and they're trading and stuff so like I don't know the passion is still there like like it always has been really I mean and you can see that in a room like when or just like the excitement of just every generation I don't know dude I love I love it I want to maybe this has been such a fun
0: conversation I always love chatting with you maybe close out like. Football, baseball, hockey—you can throw back whatever you want. Like in your PC right now, may, I'm guessing hockey might be the real estate might be uh, owned by Ovechkin at some level. But like, oh. what 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 is your favorite card you own in kind of each of those lanes? Well, not to put think, you on the spot. But yeah, the yeah. No, here
1: actually, I wrote this down because because you send excellent prep notes, and I'm glad I wrote it down because I would have been at a loss of words here. So I wrote down a few things. So Ovechkin, I I said it before the PMG, the prison Gold, and the Shield, boom, the trifecta. So, so you know they're like, pinned on top. They're pinned on top, you know, and that that could change. You know, I, I do mix it around a little bit. You know what I mean? A Manning can make its way up there. You know, Gretzky can make its way up there. Who knows? You never know. And then so for Manning, I and and this is I'm just as proud of as Ovechkin. I really am. I mean, twenty four karat rookie, PMG. I have a 99 pmg psa 9 and then his 299 psa 9 credentials and those are like 99 credentials i don't have a rookie credentials yet or anything but like i feel pretty satisfied with that like oh i gotta take It's pretty good (laughs) yeah i feel it you know so like when did you
0: get uh, your 24 karat
1: how long have you had that i mean maybe six years something like that i was in the gym which I go to the gym somewhat, but I don't really work out a lot. You know what I mean? I do a lot of walking around and stretching. <laughs> <laughs> Old man workout. <laughs> yeah. And then a little lift here. Be like, "Woo! All right. Time to go home. Get a pump in. <laughs> I was literally like, I was at the gym, like just fucking off basically. And I call my friend Chris, uh, volume accumulation.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, it- by, by the way, thank you to you. And we're giving Chris a plug. You, I was looking for someone to use and you had been plugging him. And I, you said something like, so matter of fact, and it was like, I don't even need to ask questions. And I've been, I've literally sent probably 12 batches to him and it's phenomenal. So shout out to Chris and volume
1: accumulation. He's a machine, dude. And he's he like, a machine. Yeah, he really is. And and for a while he was my nineties card Yoda. That's what I call him. He's my Yoda for 90s cards. I mean, he's he's like a Cyclopedia. I'll give a shout out to him and 90s cards. And and Dan Marino, collector, is in a too. So I, well, anyway, about this card, I called Chris. I was like, dude, like, you'll never believe what came up. Um, And then he had some other cards on his page too. So I think it was, dude, I'm going to say the number. It's so cheap. So I thought it was even, but this was years ago, man. Let's hear it. Things were not the prices they were. You know what I mean? Like it was a different world. It was maybe even longer than six years ago, but it was like, I think he had it for like 2000 bucks or something. <laughs> and then I was like, I was okay with 2000. I really was. I was okay. I was like, I can do it. I was like, but to me, that was like the most money i ever spent. And I'm just literally at the gym on a weekday night about to spend the most money I've ever spent on a car. Do you know what I mean? And, um, so I called him and he's like, dude, like, you gotta buy that card. Like, just don't even think about it. It's like, just buy it, just buy it, just buy it, just buy it, but then I looked on his page and he had like, um, he had a few other things I did like. So I spent a little extra and I got, uh, a Patrick Mahomes hollow this. So this was whenever Patrick Mahomes was a rookie or the second year, whenever he broke out and then like a nice Kobe, I paid a little more for it, but I got that card down like in my mind. So that was just like the mecca. And like, I've just held on to that. It was, it's beautiful, greater uh, than mine. That's to amazing. me, that was like, that's probably one of my favorite cards in anywhere. And then for Gretzky, I put uh, the first game worn jersey that I just picked up. Like, that's really cool to me. Some of the PSA 10s that I've been able to get of Gretzky, like a grand finale, um, the Master Craftsman, his legacy, basically a blue ice that I was able to get Jim, I thought was cool, which I'm usually not a gym collector, but for Gretzky in the 90s, I mean, that's pretty cool. And then I have a 101 90s playing days Gretzky that's on there. Ichiro, I got a credentials and that was like huge for me. That search was, I think when I started collecting pool holes Ichiro, similar to Manning and Moss, same rookie class, you learn one card, you know the <laughs> yes. other one, you know how it compares. It's easy, right? So like, if you look at my, like I, pool holes in Ichiro, uh manning and moss and then even woodson i dive into every now and then because i love me some woodson it, you know what i mean and then gretzky 98 was his last playing days and i kind of knew all that so it's like all these similarities um but yeah the Ichiro cr- credentials was one of the first cars i ever ever searched for when i like got on ebay even and i'd like i don't think i'd ever ever seen one ever and i saw a video of like a japanese collector or something or like a card shop in japan And it had like a bunch, they're only numbered to 29 and he must've had like 10 of them or something, you know what I mean? So I was like, damn. And then I'd never seen it. And then I got the opportunity to to acquire it. I traded a freaking Mickey Mantle rookie, a 51 Bowman, and then something else pretty big for it. But I think I was like, I got to do it. I was like, that's, I just, I got to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, But, and then that week that I bought it, I saw three more and other collections. It was unbelievable. For 12 years, I hadn't seen a single one. And then in one week I saw four, including mine. It was unbelievable.
0: It's so funny how that always happens. And obviously if you've been listening to Paul talk about his cards, uh, he's got some good ones. So go check out his page at Wardle underscore combat. Yes. At Wardle underscore combat. One of the best hobby names there is. Paul, this was fun, man. Uh, we, I feel like we could go Broadway and keep going and going and going, but <laughs> always fun to have a uh, longtime collector on sharing your story and the cards. Uh, we'll have to have you back on soon. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Always enjoy chatting with Paul. He is a passionate collector. think that was a fun one. He'll be someone who comes on again because I just enjoy talking to him about cards. You all, thank you for stopping by. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. More stacking slabs coming soon.